Dare to Date, the podcast that's about dating, love and relationships. I'm Debbie Rivers and I'm a relationship expert with a decade experience working with singles and couples and I want to say I'm obsessed with having the bigger conversations when it comes to relationships, the ones that make a difference and in this podcast you're going to find tips, tricks and hacks to improve your love life. Okay, this is my first guest podcast and I've been listening to podcasts for a while and the other interviewers make it really easy. I wasn't great at my interviewing, but thank God my guest was so amazing it didn't matter. Now I'm going to do the introduction. Dave is a global mentor. He's the author of four books, an ex-international banker, yoga instructor, mental health advocate. He's led coaching initiatives in more than 15 nations between 2000 and 2015. You know, he has a way of looking at things that's different. I first met Dave a number of years ago as at a business course, which was the most life-changing thing I've ever been to. And he has been one of my business coaches. And he also is really passionate about men and men's mental health challenges. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that I got him on the podcast, because I know that, you know, men that have gone through a divorce, it can really, and breakups, it can really undermine their self-esteem. And there's not always that much support out there for them, or even strategies to how they can feel better about themselves. So that's what Dave is talking about. He's got some really simple, effective ways of doing that. And I want to tell you, he's been where you have So he can absolutely help. And sometimes as, you know, I am a coach for men and women, but I am a woman, right? I don't think like a man. And as much as women and men are equal, we do think differently. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast. And I'm going to give you some details about Dave's YouTube channel. If you want to get in contact with him, you can email me and I'll put you in touch. Anyway, I hope that you enjoy this particular episode. Okay, I'm really excited on this week's podcast to have one of my favorite people in the world, Dave Rogers. He's an international coach, uh, author. How many books have you published now, Dave? About five. Five, wow. (laughs) Um, I love this fact about you. You're a yoga instructor. Recently, because inspired by a friend who at 54 had double hip replacement surgery. And so I kind of looked at him and said, what should I do? And I said, you got to become more flexible. And so I looked at flights to Goa from Toronto, booked a flight to Goa, booked a training for a month to become a yoga instructor. I had never been to a yoga class before that. Wow. (laughs) So that was pretty outrageous. Yet it was about becoming more flexible. And it's really made a big difference in my life. And I also had the motivation to come and bring yoga back to the elderly in Canada to start conducting classes for the elderly to help them with their flexibility and then became a volunteer at the YMCA for about a year before COVID uh, where I was running a yoga class and if you would have told me that five years ago that I would be a yoga instructor I would have called you crazy and that was just what it is and it's it's the way your life is these days is if you go inside and say what would be fun what would be exciting what would be challenging what's crazy to me and so that's one of the things that uh, I, I'm encouraging people to do in, in this time in the life is to uh, go inside to make yourself laugh. 
Mm, that's amazing. <laughs> so tell me, do the elderly get more flexible? They can. See, this is a beautiful thing is I've been invited recently to Hong Kong to talk uh, on a program that's 80 is the new 50. So that's the thing that they're talking about is that 80 year olds today can be as vibrant and healthy as 50 year olds in the past. Because if you do watch your nutrition and your flexibility and your vitality, you can get your body in a totally new way. And so, yes, there are people right now and we, we know a couple of them. I have friends who are 80 doing marathons and, and doing all these activities because if you start to rejuvenate, re-energize and be really kind to your body, our bodies are amazing temples and they really can, they can shed weight, they can bring a whole new flexibility. And so I'm really excited about personally doing it and then sharing a little bit. And what was fascinating, I wanted to teach my mom it, but she didn't really like it because it didn't make her feel good. Yet what happened is she started going to the gym for a aerobics class once a week and she had never done that. And oh, so nice. sometimes when you ask somebody or give them advice, they might not do exactly what you say, yet if it's coming from a good place, they might go and be curious and explore for themselves. And that's mm -hmm. what's really been fun. Well, that's amazing. So look, I know, Dave, that you've done a whole load of coaching initiatives between like 2000 and 2015. And was it last year or this year that you brought out a new book at 2020, dealing with, um, you know, mental health and depression issues, particularly in men? And, and that is one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you today, because I find, you know, I'm, I'm a dating relationship coach and a lot of the guys out there are really struggling. You know, online dating is great, but it's probably brought up a lot of issues for men that they feel like they're not good enough. They feel like they don't look good enough. They're not good looking enough, no self-esteem, um, you know, broken up and trying to get over some of that stuff. And I suppose what I wanted to ask you is how can men overcome their confidence crisis? Absolutely. And it, it is a major issue. When I came back to Canada after being away for several decades, I just noticed that mental health and mental wellness were major issues. And mm -hmm. a big part of that are men and boy issues. And so I am part of a movement called Voice of Men 360, where we create forums to assist men in their communication. Most men haven't really been taught how to communicate. We, we settle our, our differences on the rugby field or drinking or other types of behaviors, yet actually the conversation with others and conversation with ourself can be very detrimental. And so if I was to assist today with some tips on assisting people to be kinder to themselves, mm -hmm. assisting men particularly to notice the little voice. Is the little voice a fan and cheering you on? Or is that little voice saying you're stupid, you're dumb, you're ugly, you're fat? And that's where the interrupt has to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I can bring in some humor into it because if, if men who are feeling a little low, if they start to laugh daily, if they do something that makes them laugh or giggle internally, and this could be a hobby or a habit that they started when they're a kid. Like I, for me, I've been drawing and I've been painting and I've been doing poetry this year. And I laugh because if I would have thought of this 15, 20 years ago, I thought I would be crazy. 
And it's been so expressive because some of these poems are really cool. And in fact, a, a gentleman in Perth, he was the guy who encouraged me to do poetry, Mr. Harley. And he is a big, burly, Kiwi, Australian guy. And he is a, a great poet. And so for guys who are feeling a little lonely, write a poem about poetry. Start exploring writing. Start exploring your physicality. Because the first thing to do is to actually go to a mirror and try smiling. And if you smile in a mirror, even if you might say, oh, you're fat, you're ugly. If you can make a giggle about it and just think that that little voice, I'm going to start making it to be my friend. And yeah. working on the little voice, in fact, Blair Singer refers to it as the little voice management system. Start being aware of the words you use and start consciously shifting them. Be kind, be nice, be active. And when you smile, when you smile, it releases endorphins. And that's what we want is to introduce every man in Australia to this methodology called the DOSE, D-O-S-E. It's dopamine, it's oxytocin, it's serotonin, and it's endorphins. When you smile, when you move, when you exercise, you trigger these natural endorphins in the body to uplift you. And so you put your shoulders back, you smile, and you put your face out. And you might feel ludicrous and ridiculous. That's the posture of confidence. That's great. great. And if everyone practices a little bit, we'll all have a bunch of people walking around with smiles on their face and they'll be able to move. And when you are chest out, shoulders back, head up, smile up, your body is changing. And then you have the confidence to maybe see somebody down the street and you say, hello. And you go and you practice saying hello to five people. And then you might decide to, to maybe go buy yourself something nice. You might buy yourself a nice new shirt get a, a nice new haircut because what you're doing is reinventing the next year edition of you. So right now we're in 2021, allow it to be a one month, one year project to work on the next edition of yourself. Wow. And that's something that I'm going to infuse another really key concept is practice makes progress. Unfortunately, most of us have been corrupted by a phrase called practice makes perfect, that is BS. No. And it doesn't help us because I'm gonna be inviting any of the guys who might be low on confidence right now is to give themselves 90 days to go and practice. Yet when you first start something, you're probably not gonna be so good at it. And yeah. so you've gotta be willing to be bad to get to a point where you're okay, to get to a point where you're good, to potentially get to a point where you're awesome. And so I use that word a lot because that was the name of my first book called Awesome Coaching. And when you use the word awesome, shoulders back, head up, take a deep breath, smile, awesome, you start to feel awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you can start to laugh because you find yourself a little bit humorous, it's, frankly, you know that when you, you meet guys and gals together, the ones who are laughing honestly create an attraction because it does create a vortex of energy of joy of happiness of kindness of friendliness and so i've personally made it a point that one of my personal goals is to attempt to make my parents laugh daily wow what a great goal 
yeah. sometimes sometimes they laugh with me. Sometimes they laugh at me. Sometimes we all laugh. Yet we've also figured out a way that laughter is much more part of the energy around here. And that's going with the pets, with the birds, with the different people that we meet is to make laughter part of our daily routine. That's cool. I mean, it must be challenging sometimes to do that with elderly parents. <laughs> Again, this is the beautiful thing is that it's a wiring, a rewiring. Mm -hmm. If you were to ask me to do it as a teenager, forget it. Like sometimes my father comes down at 10 o'clock at night and says, oh, can you come get me cigarettes? And so I'll put my Uber hat on and I'll drive him and we'll get his cigarettes. He could have done it at three in the afternoon when it was sunny and beautiful. No, he mm -hmm. is now just turned 80 and I have the wonderful gift and honor to actually be spending some time with him. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of my record. My record's no longer, he's pissing me off and he's an idiot. Yeah. And that anger that I had towards him when I was a teenager. Yeah. Now it's, he's a reflection of me potentially in 30 years. Would I like to express kindness, compassion, patience, or do I want to be a ego-driven, arrogant, ungrateful kid. Yeah. Whose choice is that? Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect all the time with it because to be honest with you, two times in the last year, I got angry with him. Wow. That's damn good, right? That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the beautiful thing about confidence too, is that if you go and put yourself out there to practice confidence, practice this mirror exercise, because this is the same exercise I do if I'm going to be coaching somebody to be a public speaker or to get over their fear of, of speaking on stage. It's change your physiology, change your focus, change the way you're breathing consciously. Mm -hmm. That's the key is that you purposely and consciously do it and then you experiment with it and then you experiment more and you fine tune and then the practice will make progress. So if you want, you measure where you are right now, feeling on a level of one to 10 in confidence, probably you're feeling as a minus five. Yet if you do a little bit of exercise every day, and this is intellectual exercise, yet what's beautiful, because then you would probably start maybe walking a little bit more. Maybe you'll start riding a bicycle a little bit more. Maybe you'll stop, stop drinking 10 beers a night and you might only drop to drinking three times a week. These are habits that can be changed and they'll change from the perception of who you'll be in a year. That's You're working on the 2022 edition of you. So can I ask you a question, Dave? How, how do people keep themselves on track to do that? Well, it's, it's, it's one of the things is, is hiring a coach or working with somebody, an accountability buddy. So these are ways that you can institutionalize it. You can potentially get into a financial arrangement, which again, is called leverage. When you're paying somebody to help you, you'll go to the gym. Yet if it's just free and easy, then maybe you won't yet. So it is also this thing about self-discipline. And what's beautiful is that one has to also develop the emotional muscle of discipline. Yet many people like to say, oh, I have no discipline. Yes, you do. Even the gamers have discipline. If they're about to play a game and, and they're, all their friends are meeting them online, they've got the discipline to be there. In fact, many of them are early. So it's what's important. And if right now in life, it is important for you to be happy, to be mm -hmm. healthy, to yeah. be kind. You yeah. can do it like that. 
It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect at it. It means once you've made the choice to change and you start taking the action step by step, practice makes progress and you start getting the endorphins, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin working for you, you will find momentum. And so does it mean it's going to be a straight line to your perfect life at 2022? No, it means that you're going to be more confident to deal with some of the ups and downs of life. I've had five friends die this past year. I could be devastated from that. Or what I've studied is shift your belief about grief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I do is I pray to them and I thank them for being part of my life. I've talked to their surviving friends. I've asked them if they want some assistance. So I've shifted it from a way of totally grieving about it all the time to celebrating their life. Mm -hmm. That was a huge shift. That was part of my research in even doing a deep dive, which got triggered by my book. I first did a chapter on grief, dealing with grief, because I've happened to have had quite a bit of grief in my life. Mm-hmm. Yet shifting your belief about grief and understanding the models that go on in your brain. Mm-hmm. I like grieving. I like crying. Actually, I'm grateful that I have the vulnerability gene where I actually feel connected to people when I express compassion. And you can learn this, folks. That's the beautiful thing is that many people, again, have been trained that, oh, men don't cry. Well, that's BS. Look at some of your top athletes who, when they've reached the pinnacle, what do they do? Their eyes leak. So tearing shows you care. And so so for some men, that's a shift. Their dad might have never told them they love them. Guess what? It often is a trigger for many men today to be incredibly loving, caring. I love watching The Rock with his daughters. He's totally different than the story that he had with his dad. That's us becoming part of consciousness. And that's where men can step into their power. And then if you really want to be inspired, guys, then you go and if you start working on yourself with confidence, then you might even be curious and go study Tantra and go study intimacy because that's a whole area of energy that, wow, there's so much vitality there. And I would bet, Deb, nine out of 10 women would love to have a confident partner to go and explore intimacy with. Would that be accurate? (laughs) (laughs) That's been my record. And again, I, for seven years, I've been traveling the world, going and and learning from the top people, Mandakchia in Thailand, Osho in India, David Diada in in North America. So I've I've actually been curious about that. And, And that's something that's important for my energy. Yet also, we all have masculine and feminine energy. And so we can go in and out of that in a relationship. It starts with the relationship we have with ourselves. It starts with the little voice. Is that little voice kind to you today? Does it say nice things to you? Because right now, many men are feeling like crap. Yeah. And I so resonate with it from a perspective of when you're in that pit, if you want one name to go check out, Joseph Campbell, The Hero's Journey. When you're in the pit, if you do start to change behaviors and outlooks, you will come out with a superpower. That superpower is so exciting for you in 2022. Wow. 
Love it. So yeah, that's valuable, valuable advice. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share on how to increase the confidence? Well, the physiology is first, and that also comes from many of the uh, neuro-linguistic programming facilitators is changing the body, changing the focus, changing your words, transformational vocabulary. And my other key word is curiosity, is yes, you can spend some time wondering why you're feeling so crap. And then after you've written it down and you've written a few things, um, shift your focus and say, what would you like to feel? Would you like to feel energetic? What would you like to do to feel healthier? What would you like to do? And so ask a what question because that can allow your, your subconscious to work with you in developing a relationship with change. Folks, the big thing that I wanna share with you is we're all changing, whether you like it or not. A billion cells are leaving your body today. You're getting a whole new billion new cells. Guess what? You can start programming the new cells because the old ones are changing. You're changing. And so when people talk about, oh, you're forcing me to change. I don't want to change. Well, guess what? You're changing. Get along with it. One of the, the discoveries I've done this year is I've started to study the moon cycle. And this is about women understanding the moon cycle. It affects all of us. Yeah. It affects everything on the planet. Our relationship with the moon, whether it's a half moon, full moon, new moon. And I've decided this year, and I've got this beautiful book, <laughs> and it's called We Moon. And so I, I go and I study the moon cycles because it's really useful to be aware that when somebody's grumpy, it's not about you. It might be that they're just not having a good day with the moon. And so it's like this beautiful filter that I don't take other people's stuff on as much because I say, oh, maybe it's the moon. And it's a beautiful pattern interrupt. And I think that's the part that inviting people, invite them to check out and talk more with you and, and look for ways to be in part of groups that can be uplifting and yeah. so that they can start that progress and the practice that allows them to have a, an amazing life. Yeah. Well, what would you recommend for men that don't have anything that they're passionate about? Uh, curiosity is the key word is allow invite them to be curious and their hobby it might be something like music mm -hmm. it could be something like drawing I've seen men pick up a pencil and something that they used to be doodlers in school when they were bored silly and they were really good doodlers and in fact, I work with one, his name is Bruce Outridge, Bruce Outridge Productions. He's actually got a whole radio station now called Lead Pedal uh, Podcast and Lead Pedal Radio. And wow. he was a doodler. And he, he now has worked with so many men and boys to show them a, a potential career from wow. doodling. And wow. so I'd be inviting our men out there that some of these hobbies that when you were seven or 10 or 15 and somebody said, you can't make a living doing that guess what? There's people making a living doing it now. <laughs> Another one very famous guy in Australia who I've worked with is Andrew Matthews. And Andrew Matthews doodles everything while he's giving a motivational speech. Mm. I was wowed by him. And so this exploration, this curiosity is you can find some things that when you first start out, you might not be very good. Yet if it, you like it, like 
I did a painting last night at 2.45 in the morning. Wow. If you would have said 10 years ago, Dave, you're going to be a painter, I'd laugh at you. Yet right now, part of my cave has my art in it. And it's going to continue to get better because mm. I'm willing to enjoy the, the painting or the coloring <laughs> or all these things that are expressions. And in many ways, they're very healing because they're allowing you to be aware of your inner voice. Like when I, when I do something like that now, it's not, oh, you suck. You're shit at that. It's no, it's, wow, pretty mm. cool. Oh, that color looks nice. And most of my painting is yellows, it's oranges. And that, friends and family and people who might be listening today, is color therapy. Mm -hmm. And so if you get interested in color therapy, you might discover all about stress releases, trauma releases, and transgenerational healing, which many men today don't know why they have so much anger. Well, guess what? It got passed on by your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-grandparents. That is transgenerational therapy. And that is in your genes. That's in your DNA. It traumas gets passed on generation to generation. Yeah. Most people never thought about it yet. These days with neuroscience and with, with DNA, understanding it better, it's very clear that some of the stuff you're carrying, it's not even yours. It's ancestral. Absolutely. Yet you can step into it in 2022 and let go of it. That's what's cool. That's a personal challenge to any guy right now who's not feeling good. Well, guess what? Your ancestors probably felt even worse and they did certain things also. And that's why you're here. That's why you're a survivor and you can actually take it to a whole new level by being curious. Wow. So what strategies for those guys that are dealing with anger? Would you have, you know, something practical that they could, yeah? Absolutely. I, I, I used to be a type A personality with a huge anger disorder. Anger management was one of the things. First you got to do is you, you, when you get angry, you got to be aware of somebody has triggered something in you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they haven't done something to you. They've triggered a rule in you. And so when you own that, that it's your stuff, it has nothing to do. In fact, the goal is to get to a point where you can have your anger explosion. And within 10 seconds, you go and have your little anger dance. And then you come and you thank the person because they've helped you because they've triggered your anger. And now you deal with it differently. Yeah. How's that for a cool little twist of it, right? So anger dance for me was someone would do something, they would be late, it would trigger me being pissed off that they're late, they're wasting my time, they don't respect me, Ugh, I'm gonna rip their face off. I would turn around, I would jump up and down, I would be changing my physiology, I would breathing, I would go, <laughs> and then I'd turn around and I would go, thank you. And they'd go, what the hell was that? I go, oh, you just triggered my buzz about people being late and showing disrespect. And I wanna thank you because I've dealt with it very well this time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true because it could be jealousy. It could be disrespect. For me, the big bugaboo most of my life was feeling disrespected. Yeah. And people could do it in so many different ways. So I was being lit off in many, many ways. They could look at me one way. They could say something another way. And it would lit me up and my anger. And I would, again, 
as an athlete, it was great because I turned into the Tasmanian devil and I went out there and I scored goals and I hit people and I really was successful as a, a young teenager in sports, yeah. even playing semi-professional hockey in Japan. Wow. So that anger was harnessed effectively, yet in the professional career as a banker and that, no, you just can't go off yelling at people until I worked in a trading room where that behavior again was well um, <laughs> compensated. And so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really work on this until my mid thirties when I just decided to stop getting myself so worked up about mm-hmm. things that were outside of my control. And yeah. so today, I, I'm not sure the last time I really got angry, yet I now can get angry just for the fun of it, which is good in uh, shifting people's patterns because I can jump up and down and make lots of noise. And I can help people jump up and down and make lots of noises because that's the way that they're probably going to interrupt their old behaviors and insert new ways to still be able to harness that energy. Yeah. Because Anger, if you go and study, and this is where I'm inviting guys who are a little bit more left brain, go study the root source of anger. Mm-hmm. It is sourced in a injustice that has occurred. So when you were five years old or seven years old, somebody stole your truck or they, they threw sand at you and it wasn't fair. And that's where you learned to respond to an injustice. And that injustice led you to have behaviors that you lashed out. These are the same things that might save someone's life because when an injustice does occur, if you see someone being beaten up, you go into Superman and you beat the hell out of them. Yeah. That's where anger can be used to fight for what's right. And so I'm not suggesting get rid of anger because actually in Tantra, they teach us, you actually want to turn that on. A guy actually, when a woman and a man have a relationship, that woman wants that man to be a warrior. He, she wants him to devour her. So you can tap into that fight for what's right. You fight for her honor. And that can be very yeah. romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants that, right? <laughs> but yet not many people have that conversation. Mm-hmm. When a woman feels safe and the man has shown, she wants him to turn into a peace to devour her that's not anger beating the hell that's anger raising above and doing what's right for humanity and that's something that men can learn about when they're curious about exploring anger because anger is also very close to passion and so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We could talk about this stuff forever, Dave, couldn't we? Well, that's what's really nice is that these are the types of conversations that I believe that men and women would like to have more of. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's developing the safe space. It's inviting people to have uh, group sessions. These are beautiful half-day, full-day, two-day, week-long programs that individuals can go to. And I've been to up to 10 days on Tantra courses in uh, Thailand where every day there's exercises. And their exercises are to trigger you and then to get you to reprogram yourself. Yet you've got to do it from that state. You can't, this isn't theory. This isn't like you go write about it. You actually, when you're triggered, you can then re-engineer, reignite the feeling. And so that's what's really cool that 
um, some of the exercises, your trust exercises. So you blindfold and you're walking around in dark and you're hearing animals howling. And so the woman and the man, both of them are being titillated to a point where there is a certain amount of eroticism. And then you do take it to a whole new alternate state of a reality. And that's some of the fun stuff that when men and women come together to come together, uh, to enjoy <laughs> the fullness of life, it's something that um, it takes, it takes practice. It's like, guys, this is the beautiful thing. And this is not necessarily about watching porn. This is about exploring intimacy, exploring the divinity of the divine woman, the divine man. And that's something that when you've got a little confidence, you might go and explore that. Mm -hmm. And it starts with shoulders back, look up, deep breath, <laughs> smile, yeah. and be kind to yourself. And that's really simple, straightforward tips that anyone can take away and do straight away. And it absolutely works. I don't know if you've, um, I often get guys to watch Amy Cuddy's Power Pose videos. You know, the whole, how the physiology changes everything. And, absolutely. you know, scientifically, it's been proven that it works. It absolutely does. Uh, guys, even if you're watching or listening to this and you're not, you're not a believer yet, I hope there's some seeds today to just plant for you to start allowing yourself, if you choose, to choose some different approaches. Your current approaches are getting you your current results. Some of these might resonate with you. Some of what I said today might piss you off totally. <laughs> I guess what? It's not necessarily about me. It's that you've got a really good record about being pissed off. And so you can make those shifts I think one of the brands you're asking me is a uh, continual shift, make shift happen because in life shift happens. That's the name of my YouTube channel, continual shift. If you got any questions, feel free to express a question to Deb, express a question on my YouTube. I'd be happy to give some response. Deb and I may create a, a special video just for you or a special program just for you because we do, we're very interested in coming up with content that is impactful and that can make a difference. Thank you, Dave. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I look forward to chatting to you again because, you know, we've only kind of scratched the surface this time. But like you said, if you want to get hold of Dave, go to Continual Shift on YouTube. Send me an email. I can put you in contact. He is one of the most amazing coaches. I, I think I met you, I don't know how many years ago. We, we did a business course in, um, where was it? Bali, Malaysia or Perth? Malaysia, Malaysia. Yes, you came you to Malaysia. Perth. I think you had an amazing time in Malaysia and well, all the types of programs we did. It's as much in the classroom as it is out on the, at the bar because that's where our different personas come out. And that's what's beautiful about being really interested in continuing to work on yourself. And so we invite everyone who might hear this today, work on yourself, connect with Deb, ask some questions, connect with me. And if you got a great question, we'll look to answer your question in the weeks and months ahead. Thank yeah. you so much, Deb. Well, thanks for coming on here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Take care.